When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, my name is No, and I live in a house with a dumb sister named Chloe. It's not that she's dumb, that's a harsh way of putting it. It's just that sometimes it's like she doesn't get it or something. She is peculiar, lives in her own world, and often interferes with my world. Chloe is always pushing me around, and it pisses me off so much. Do you have any brothers or sisters like that? She and I don't have much of an age difference, and she's older than me, but I feel like I'm the older one. Chloe is still interested in dolls, loves obscure cartoons, plays in the yard with little kids, and she also has an obsession with getting into my room. I just hate that. But there's one thing that pisses me off more than anything else. She's always saying that she sees someone in our house, in my dad's office or our parents' bedroom. For example, we are sitting at home, we have guests. My mom's friends, our neighbors, they often come to see us. We are chatting, drinking tea, everything is fun and fine. Then Chloe comes up to me and pulls me away from the table. Oh man, again. Mom, tell her to leave me alone. Go with her, maybe she wants to tell you something. I'm sick of it. Anel, please. Okay. We go to the bathroom and Chloe says in my ear, I saw someone walking around. You're doing it again, I'm sick of you. Nobody cares about your ghosts. You're the only one who sees them. But there's someone out there. She started crying like a little baby, and she talked like a little girl, too. Again, Chloe, it's not my problem. Deal with your spirits yourself. I walked out of the bathroom and slammed the door. Just then, our neighbor, Aunt Gia, came out of the other bathroom on the way. Anel, is everything okay? Ugh, it's just Chloe. What about her? She's talking about ghosts again. Should we take her to an exorcist? Come on, she's a little sick. Don't be condescending. She's your little sister. I'm tired of being condescending to her, too. She just annoys me. What's up, Anel? Chloe's doing it again. Oh, sorry, ladies. Our oldest daughter is a little... Uh, how should I put it? Don't worry about it, Stella. It's okay, we get it. Ladies, maybe we should go. We're keeping Stella busy at home. The guests were very understanding. They never discussed Chloe or me, especially about Chloe with Mom. And Mom liked that. Mom was essentially lonely. She had no girlfriends since we moved into this new house. Our dad went into business and became a colleague of the neighbor's husbands. Thus, the wives began to get along with each other. Rich and very tactful. My mother always said that of them. Yes, we were rich too. But no amount of money in the world could find a doctor who would somehow help our Chloe. One day, I came home early from school. And I noticed Chloe rummaging through the safe. I scolded her right away, and I told my folks everything. 
Dad and Mom counted the money, and there was about $5,000 missing. Dad and Mom were angry. They started asking her where the money was, but Chloe just cried, and all she said was that someone had taken it. Anyway, we couldn't get anything else out of her. Dad changed the code on the safe, and that was it. Out of despair, Mom told her friends in the neighborhood, and they advised us to call a pastor from the church to chase the demon out of Chloe. At first, we thought they were crazy, but then we called him. He read a prayer and sang, and nothing changed. Then we went to a psychic, and she said there was nothing supernatural about her. On the contrary, they called her conscious. Man, there are lies everywhere. It seems that nothing can really help her. Don't say that. It might help. Don't give up. When we got home, Chloe immediately ran to her room. I followed her and saw that she was sitting on the floor and drawing. Almost the whole room was littered with Aunt Gia's drawings. What are you, her biggest fan? Huh? Never mind, forget it. Why are you drawing so many pictures of Aunt Gia? Or did someone ask you to? Someone did. Who? Someone. Come on, Chloe, can't you ever have a normal conversation? She cried again and I walked out of her room. Then I made the firm decision that it was better for me not to talk to her at all. It was less effort anyway. From that moment on, I avoided her, all the time and everywhere. Chloe, you can't come in my room. Get out. What's up? What do you want? Go. Oh, for once, I don't want to hear you. Go. Why are you whining again? Don't embarrass me in front of my friends. She complained to our parents, but there was nothing they could do. Chloe kept embarrassing us in front of our guests by talking in three words. Mama, somebody, mama. It was horrible. She would squat down, wrap her arms around her, and sway from side to side. You'd think she was crazy, wouldn't you? I thought she was. The doctors didn't diagnose her that way, but they did find a developmental disorder. That's why no one took her seriously. And then she stopped talking. She withdrew into herself and stopped saying anything at all. I was relieved, to be honest. Everyone felt better, and my parents were no longer so nervous. They became more invested in me financially. Buying, paying for additional training, it was convenient. Dad started making more money, then he bought some big firm. There were going to be big, good changes in our family. The day Dad was supposed to sign the contracts, he went into his office, opened the safe, and noticed it was empty. Where? Where are the contents of the safe? Where are the documents? The stocks? The bonds? What happened? It's all gone. If I don't sign now, I'll lose everything. Okay, girls, come in here. What happened? Have you seen the documents? Somebody took them. It's clear that someone took them, but who? Somebody! You got it. We've already understood. Why are you mocking us? Chloe cried again and ran away, so my dad's contract was in jeopardy. He was nervous. Then he got a call from his business partner, Aunt Gia's husband. He said it was time for them to leave for a meeting to sign the contracts, but Dad couldn't say anything. The only thing he said was that he was going to lose everything. Mr. Morris, Angie's husband, came to our house. He had never been to our house before. We said hello, and then he went into my dad's office. Their door was ajar, so I watched from around the corner and listened to their conversation. Then Chloe walked by. She glanced into my dad's office out of the corner of her eye and made round eyes, and then started pointing her finger and yelling, Somebody! Somebody! Calm down, what are you doing? Girls, be quiet, close the door. I wanted to close it, but my sister got hold of my hand and kept pointing. Somebody! Somebody! She said. 
Then Dad and Mr. Morris came out. Chloe suddenly jumped onto his leg and started biting him. He freaked out, and we did too. Dad was trying to pull her off him, and I was pulling Mr. Morris's leg toward me. He was holding his briefcase in his hand. Suddenly, the bag flew out of his hand, opened up, and some documents spilled onto the floor. Dad and I started apologizing wildly. Mom grabbed Chloe and led her away. Mr. Morris said it was nothing serious and began quickly gathering up the papers. Then he said that he would put them away himself. Chloe broke out of my mother's hands and grabbed some papers and gave them to my father. Dad quickly read them and slowly looked up at Mr. Morris. Oh, you bastard. You've got me wrapped around your finger, haven't you? So it was you who stole the money. Did you steal all the documents? Your wife and her friends were distracting us while you went around our house, didn't you? My daughter Chloe saw you more than once, as it turns out. I'm gonna sue you, okay? Mr. Morris tried to say something in his defense, but Dad knocked him out with one punch, and then he called the police. We got the DVR from the car in the garage and figured out how he was sneaking into our house. Turns out he'd guessed the combination to the safe because he stalked us through the windows. Then he was arrested. Well, we apologized to Chloe for a long time afterward. Turns out she saw him there all the time, but she couldn't explain it, and we never believed her. I was constantly harassing her and calling her names, kicking her out, not wanting to admit that I had such a retarded sister. And all this went on for almost a year. What a horror. And who knows what could be next? Where would we be now if it were not for her? Mom was also ashamed for falling for the scam of the neighbors. But what can you do? Business is business. We are smarter now. We've installed cameras everywhere, and we only accept close relatives in our house. And of course, we've started talking to Chloe more. She's forgiven us, and she saved our whole fortune. Isn't she clever? Tell me, have you ever noticed something strange in your body? I'm talking about the feelings that sometimes arise. The feeling that there is another person in you. I understand. Now it may sound like nonsense, but it's the real truth. And we are not talking about a split personality. Everything is much more sincere. In general, listen, watch, and you will understand everything. Just do not forget to like the video, write comments, and subscribe to our channel. My name is Shia. I grew up in a house full of love, tenderness, and care. My parents always carried me in their arms, and I could feel it. I was safe, warm, and comfortable. But sometimes I wondered why my mom and dad were so protective of me. Well, when I was little, it didn't hurt. The problems came later, when I was 13 years old. I remember my friend Tina invited me to a housewarming party at home. She gathered all the girls, and I would really like to have been there too. I came home, did my homework as soon as possible, and then went to my mother and asked to visit. It was the first party in my life without my parents, and my mother was very excited. She first said a short no, and then threw questions at who would be there, what we were going to do there, what we would eat, drink, everything to the smallest detail. I was so angry. I said, Mom, I've grown up. How much control can you have over my life? Why don't you let me go anywhere? Why haven't I gone anywhere without you yet? It was true. All my girlfriends have already been somewhere many times. They had some kind of personal life, and why didn't I have the right to do this too? I thought it was fair to take a break sometimes because I was already sitting at home, studying hard, and I only had good grades. To a lot of my questions, my mother only said that she would not let me in, and that was all, without any explanation. I went into my room and started crying. 
I don't know how long I lay on the bed, and when I calmed down, sat down at the boudoir in front of the mirror and wiped my tears with a tissue, at the moment when I looked at my face, I suddenly thought that I was seeing not myself, but another person. I even got scared, closed my eyes, wiped them, and opened them again, and then I saw myself again. I sat there for a while, thinking that I was imagining things because of the stress. I didn't talk to my parents for a couple of days, and then I forgot everything, but they didn't even let me go for a walk. After a while, I started having nightmares. I kept dreaming about the girl. She looked something like me, but it was the first time I'd seen her. I think her name was Larrett. She was older, taller than me, but we had the same hair color. In my dreams, she often came to me in a white dress, invited me to sit next to her. She didn't talk much, but at the end of each dream, I saw her die. It was terrible. She was so sick, and every dream I ran to help her, but not in time. Mom says I used to scream at night, but I don't remember it. I had bad dreams for two weeks, and then something happened at breakfast, and I sat down at the table as usual, and then I got up and poured myself a cup of coffee with cream, made toast, made eggs, and boiled sausages. All this I did as if in a fog. It wasn't like me at all. Usually, I don't eat breakfast, and I never drink coffee, much less eat fried food. But I managed to eat breakfast as quickly as if I was hungry. My parents watched me the whole time, and then they asked me what was going on. And when I finished the last piece of toast, I realized that I had eaten very well. At this moment, I seemed to wake up, looked at my mother in a frightened way, and asked, Did I eat right now? My mother turned pale, and she and my father exchanged glances. My father said I never eat breakfast or drink coffee, but why did I want it so badly now? I packed up and went to school. On the way home after school, my feet wandered me somewhere in the park. I didn't know this place existed before, but I went to it like I was hanging out there every day. I sat there alone and felt warm. Then I went home, dropped my bag on the doorstep, and went to the bathroom. My mother came to pick me up, and she tripped over my bag and called out to me, but I didn't answer, so she went to the bathroom and found me there. I was singing a song about a dream. I had only heard it in my dreams before. That girl used to sing it to me all the time. Mom started banging on the door, and I opened it and went back to the bathroom. Since when do you throw your bag on the doorstep and take a bath? My mother asked. I just said I wanted to, that's all and then continued to sing. And then my mother began to cry. Mom, what's wrong? Why are you crying? I asked her, but she was crying so hard she couldn't calm down. I got out of the tub, put on a robe, and walked over to her. Is everything okay, Mom? This question did not bother her at all. You never called me that, she said, and ran into the bedroom. I came into my room, sat down in front of the mirror again, and hummed a song, then looked at my face and realized that it had changed a little, and in general, some strange, inexplicable things were happening in me, and the more things happened, the more something new appeared in me. I didn't tell anyone about it. I thought, maybe I'm just growing up this way. I went to bed, and the next morning I went to school without breakfast. After class, I returned home as before and sat down for lessons. The next day, I was eating sausage and eggs again, and after school, I went to the park alone. It seemed to me that I was going crazy. The nightmares were frequent. That girl, Larrett, in a white dress still came to me. 
Every time I tried to ask her who she was, she disappeared or started to get sick. I tried to save her, but I couldn't. And so, two months later, I wanted to wake up again and go to school, but I felt a sharp pain in my head. I couldn't even open my eyes. Then I wanted to get up, and somehow I took two steps, fell to the floor, and felt sick. Mom! Dad! I called to them as much as I could, but no one came. And then I passed out. In fragments, I remember how my mother was crying and the doctors were standing next to me. I heard my father's loud voice. We can't lose her! And then I closed my eyes and fell asleep. Hey, you all ready? It's too early for you. Say hi to mom and dad, Lyric said to me in a dream. I tried to catch up with her, but no matter how much I ran, I didn't get any closer. I shouted at her, asked her to tell me who she was, and she said so quietly and calmly that it wasn't time for me yet, that I had to go back. A flash of light, and I opened my eyes and breathed. Thank God, my mother shouted. I felt a sharp pain in my chest. I was given artificial respiration. When I finally came to my senses, the doctor said that everything would be fine. I got an IV, drank some water, and fell asleep again. I was discharged a few days later. As my mother told me, she found me lying unconscious on the floor. I was not breathing. The doctors did an examination and said that I was healthy, but no one understood what happened to me. When I got home, my mom made dinner and we sat down at the table. And I said, Larit said hi. At that moment, my father's appliances fell out of his hands, and my mother choked. They asked me how I knew her, and I told them about my dreams and how I had seen her in the mirror. My mother burst into tears, and I realized that she was close to them. But how exactly? This is our daughter, your sister. She died of illness when she was 13, and then we had you. I didn't know yet, but it turns out I got pregnant with you when she was gone. My mother told me later... And I understood everything. I guess she was trying to tell me about it, that we were sisters, and I didn't understand. That's why I saw her so often. She told me it wasn't time yet and made me wake up in the hospital. I said, My father hugged me. I asked why they never told me about it, but my dad said that they didn't want to talk about it. They were trying to move on. My mom pulled out her photos and I framed them, then brought them to my room. Now I think she is my guardian angel, and may her soul live in me forever. It warms me and protects me. What do you guys say? Have you seen any souls? What was it like? Hi everyone, my name is Iris, and I was the fastest girl in my reading class. I just loved reading, growing up to be a true polyglot, and all because my love of reading was instilled in me by my mother. I will tell you about everything, especially how my talent was the envy of my classmates. My mother and I had been reading books since the first day I came into the world. Or rather, my mother read them to me. She worked as a school librarian, and she used to bring books and read and read. It was our tradition, which we never broke. I couldn't even go to sleep at night without a book. I just couldn't, because I always had great dreams after reading like walking in Alice in Wonderland, having adventures, saving the world, and defeating evil. It was so cool. My mom loved to read too, and we even had similar reading glasses. Yes, our eyesight was our weak spots, but by the time I was six, I had learned to read on my own, and not just read, but read really fast. 
I couldn't wait to learn the alphabet so that I could devour books by myself. And I was good at it. And then it wasn't just my mother who read, but I read to her. My head was filled with different images, and with every sentence I read, they changed, as did the images and everything else. My mother was proud of me, and when I grew up, she sent me to the school where she worked. The teachers and principal took me in right away, without any conversation when they saw my abilities. They put me at the first desk. It was later I found out that behind the first desks sit either the nerds or favorites of the teachers, and I was both. That's why my friendship with my classmates did not work out right away. I didn't like them for the first days either. So, who's going to tell me the alphabet? I raised my hand. And that's it? And the rest? Nobody? All right, come on, Iris. Tell us. It didn't take me even four seconds. The teacher froze and then asked me to tell from the middle, then from the end. It wasn't hard for me. From the back desks, I could hear my classmates talking. Suck up. But I didn't understand why. I wasn't sucking up. I was just saying what I knew. So literature became my favorite subject, as you may have already understood. Every month, our teacher gave us reading technique tests. She would give us an unfamiliar book and time us to see how many we could read in one minute. I was the first to come out, and at 10 years of age, I read not 95 words, as was the norm, but 200. The teacher marveled every time. Look, everybody, how clearly and quickly she reads. Learn from her and take her as an example. My classmate Erica and her friend Cindy especially didn't like me. Erica got up from the table and said that such a statement was unfair. Why not? She's a good and fast reader. That's a fact. She just knows the book. It's familiar to her. Her mother is a librarian. She must have prepared it beforehand. No, it's not. It's not in the school curriculum, so it's not in the library. But you should ask her. Iris, do you know this book? Yes. How? When did you read it? Two years ago. And you understood it? Of course. And then I retold the plot of the book, and the teacher was surprised. And then they asked me what other books I had read. Well, there are a lot of them. The latest ones were Jilly Hopkins' The Magnificent, Bridge to Terabithia, and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Some Russian books like Tolstoy's War and Peace, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment, and more. Okay, I hear you, Iris. You need to participate in a contest. Which one? There's an inner school literature competition in a week's time to test your reading comprehension, as well as how many books you've read and how many retellings you've done. There will be a good prize. Really? Do you think I can do it? Of course you can. You've always read everything I've told you to and much more. You read adult literature too. I'm sure you'll win. Wow, thank you. So is our nerd going to participate? Why not me? What's wrong with me? I have good reading technique too. I don't argue, but they choose the best. You can go another time. Erica got mad. But was it my fault that she read slower than me? We walked out of class and Erica shoved me with her shoulder in the hallway. Outside, my mom was waiting for me. Mom! Hi, my dear, I haven't seen you all day. Shall we go home? Yes, I've got some news. Okay, but let's go to the store and get some water, and you can tell me all about it. Can I have ice cream? Well, you know you have a weak throat. You get sick right away. But I love it so much. Sorry, honey, I can't. You just got over it. 
Erica walked by and pushed me with her shoulder again. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Who is that, Erica? Yeah, she's mad that I'm going to a competition instead of her. She used to be better in reading class. She was supposed to go to the contest, but they offered me the position. Wait, what contest? I'm going to be in the reading and retelling contest. Wow, that's incredible, my girl. How proud I am of you. Thank you. And no ice cream, though? No. Oh, okay. I can buy you a cookie. Come on! I started practicing every day, even reading more at home, retelling everything to my mom. I wanted to win this contest. Since I didn't have any friends, I decided that books would be my friends, and I was interested in participating somewhere using my gift. The next day, Erica didn't stop showing her temper. First she tripped me, then she threw all my school supplies off my desk. Erica, will you stop it? What? I didn't do anything. Of course you did. You're acting like a child. You're ten years old. Wake up. What did you say? What did you hear? Are you jealous that I was chosen for the competition? I should have gone to the contest, not you. But I was chosen. That's not fair. Everyone knows you're just a kiss-ass, not really smart. I got offended, and I got angry. I pushed her in anger. Erica had a bad fall and bruised her arm badly. She started crying and complained to the teacher, and my mother and I were taken into the classroom. The principal was surprised at my behavior, but 15 minutes later, Erica's mom arrived. My mom apologized profusely, trying to work things out, but Erica's mom was screaming in rage that I was such an ill-mannered girl, and then they told me to apologize to her. But it's not my fault. I don't want to. She made me do it. She called me names. It doesn't matter now. Just apologize. No, Mom. I'm begging you, please. Or what? You won't be allowed to compete. What? Are you serious? I am. I walked out of school upset. I didn't want to apologize because Erica had deserved it. But my mom was still talking to me at home for a long time. She begged me so hard. So I went to school and apologized. But Erica said that wasn't enough. What more do you want? Don't yell at me. If you want to go to the competition, buy me chocolate ice cream and lots of it. I rolled my eyes, but there was nothing to do. After school, I took her to the cafe, where Erica picked out the biggest and most expensive ice cream. She ate it in a way that made me drool. I've been thinking, why are we fighting? Let's be friends. We're both smart. Well, there was a lot of competition. Tomorrow, you. The day after tomorrow, me, right? Yeah, let's not fight about it. Eat with me. I'm not allowed. You eat by yourself. Why? It's so delicious, you can't imagine. My mom won't let me. I might get sick, and there's the competition tomorrow. One bite won't do you any harm. I bet you've never had it before. No, I haven't. It was expensive. But my mom gave me enough money to buy it for you. And I won't tell anyone that you had a little piece. I couldn't resist. The ice cream was delicious to look at and taste. We ate a huge portion together. I went home and told my mom that everything was fine now. The next day I woke up feeling strange. I had a sore throat. I was so upset, but I didn't tell my mom. We went to the competition where there were my classmates and teachers and fans. I was really worried. I tried not to talk to anyone. And as soon as it was my turn, my voice began to close. The judges brought me water, but it didn't help. My throat hurt like hell. 
I tried to start reading again, and then again. Finally, the judge told me that I could not participate and asked me to leave the stage. I went out of there in tears. My mother worriedly asked me what was wrong, and I told her that I had fallen sick. She began to comfort me. She didn't even scold me. She said she would run to the pharmacy and asked me to wait in the corridor. I sat down in a chair, and then Erica came up to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I faintly said. You know what they say? Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer? What? What does that mean? You didn't realize that I gave you ice cream on purpose? I heard you talking to your mom and how it made your throat hurt. Did you do that on purpose? Well, you ate the ice cream on your own. I just suggested it. You! You! How could you? I'm the best, and you're not getting in first, okay? My mom came in with throat pills, and I angrily sucked up two and ran to the stage. I begged the judges to give me another chance, and with a huge pain in my throat, in my head, through my tears, I began to read loud and clear. The contest lasted 40 minutes. During that time, I took two more pills, but I made it to the end and won. I won first place and showed everyone, especially Erica, that I was still better than her. I took my trophy, my reader, my money, and walked out into the hallway past Erica, who was red with anger. My joy made me feel like I wasn't sick anymore. The anger gave me strength, but even better, she wouldn't come after me again from now on. Never again. Hi everyone, my name is Iris, and I was the fastest girl in my reading class. I just loved reading, growing up to be a true polyglot and all because my love of reading was instilled in me by my mother. I will tell you about everything, especially how my talent was the envy of my classmates. My mother and I had been reading books since the first day I came into the world, or rather, my mother read them to me. She worked as a school librarian, and she used to bring books and read and read. It was our tradition, which we never broke. I couldn't even go to sleep at night without a book. I just couldn't because I always had great dreams after reading, like walking in Alice in Wonderland, having adventures, saving the world, and defeating evil. It was so cool. My mom loved to read too, and we even had similar reading glasses. Yes, our eyesight was our weak spots, but by the time I was six, I had learned to read on my own, and not just read, but read really fast. I couldn't wait to learn the alphabets so that I could devour books by myself, and I was good at it. And then it wasn't just my mother who read, but I read to her. My head was filled with different images, and with every sentence I read, they changed, as did the images and everything else. My mother was proud of me, and when I grew up, she sent me to the school where she worked. The teachers and principal took me in right away, without any conversation when they saw my abilities. They put me at the first desk. It was later I found out that behind the first desks sit either the nerds or favorites of the teachers, and I was both. That's why my friendship with my classmates did not work out right away. I didn't like them for the first days either. So, who's going to tell me the alphabet? I raised my hand. And that's it? And the rest? Nobody? All right, come on, Iris. Tell us. It didn't take me even four seconds. The teacher froze and then asked me to tell from the middle, then from the end. It wasn't hard for me. From the back desks, I could hear my classmates talking. Suck up. But I didn't understand why. I wasn't sucking up. I was just saying what I knew. 
so literature became my favorite subject, as you may have already understood. Every month, our teacher gave us reading technique tests. She would give us an unfamiliar book and time us to see how many we could read in one minute. I was the first to come out, and at 10 years of age, I read not 95 words, as was the norm, but 200. The teacher marveled every time. Look, everybody, how clearly and quickly she reads. Learn from her and take her as an example. My classmate Erica and her friend Cindy especially didn't like me. Erica got up from the table and said that such a statement was unfair. Why not? She's a good and fast reader. That's a fact. She just knows the book. It's familiar to her. Her mother is a librarian. She must have prepared it beforehand. No, it's not. It's not in the school curriculum, so it's not in the library. But you should ask her. Iris, do you know this book? Yes. How? When did you read it? Two years ago. And you understood it? Of course. And then I retold the plot of the book, and the teacher was surprised. And then they asked me what other books I had read. Well, there are a lot of them. The latest ones were Jilly Hopkins, The Magnificent, Bridge to Terabithia, and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Some Russian books like Tolstoy's War and Peace, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment, and more. Okay, I hear you, Iris. You need to participate in a contest. Which one? There's an inner school literature competition in a week's time to test your reading comprehension, as well as how many books you've read and how many retellings you've done. There will be a good prize. Really? Do you think I can do it? Of course you can. You've always read everything I've told you to and much more. You read adult literature too. I'm sure you'll win. Wow, thank you. So is our nerd going to participate? Why not me? What's wrong with me? I have good reading technique too. I don't argue, but they choose the best. You can go another time. Erica got mad. But was it my fault that she read slower than me? We walked out of class and Erica shoved me with her shoulder in the hallway. Outside, my mom was waiting for me. Mom! Hi, my dear, I haven't seen you all day. Shall we go home? Yes, I've got some news. Okay, but let's go to the store and get some water, and you can tell me all about it. Can I have ice cream? Well, you know you have a weak throat. You get sick right away. But I love it so much. Sorry, honey, I can't. You just got over it. Erica walked by and pushed me with her shoulder again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Who is that, Erica? Yeah, she's mad that I'm going to a competition instead of her. She used to be better in reading class. She was supposed to go to the contest, but they offered me the position. Wait, what contest? I'm going to be in the reading and retelling contest. Wow, that's incredible, my girl. How proud I am of you. Thank you. And no ice cream, though? No. Oh, okay. I can buy you a cookie. Come on! I started practicing every day, even reading more at home, retelling everything to my mom. I wanted to win this contest. Since I didn't have any friends, I decided that books would be my friends, and I was interested in participating somewhere using my gift. The next day, Erica didn't stop showing her temper. First she tripped me, then she threw all my school supplies off my desk. Erica, will you stop it? What? I didn't do anything. Of course you did. You're acting like a child. You're ten years old. Wake up. What did you say? What did you hear? Are you jealous that I was chosen for the competition? I should have gone to the contest, not you. 
but I was chosen. That's not fair. Everyone knows you're just a kiss-ass, not really smart. I got offended, and I got angry. I pushed her in anger. Erica had a bad fall and bruised her arm badly. She started crying and complained to the teacher, and my mother and I were taken into the classroom. The principal was surprised at my behavior, but 15 minutes later, Erica's mom arrived. My mom apologized profusely, trying to work things out, but Erica's mom was screaming in rage that I was such an ill-mannered girl, and then they told me to apologize to her. But it's not my fault. I don't want to. She made me do it. She called me names. It doesn't matter now. Just apologize. No, Mom. I'm begging you, please. Or what? You won't be allowed to compete. What? Are you serious? I am. I walked out of school upset. I didn't want to apologize because Erica had deserved it. But my mom was still talking to me at home for a long time. She begged me so hard. So I went to school and apologized. But Erica said that wasn't enough. What more do you want? Don't yell at me. If you want to go to the competition, buy me chocolate ice cream and lots of it. I rolled my eyes, but there was nothing to do. After school, I took her to the cafe, where Erica picked out the biggest and most expensive ice cream. She ate it in a way that made me drool. I've been thinking, why are we fighting? Let's be friends. We're both smart. Well, there was a lot of competition. Tomorrow, you. The day after tomorrow, me, right? Yeah, let's not fight about it. Eat with me. I'm not allowed. You eat by yourself. Why? It's so delicious, you can't imagine. My mom won't let me. I might get sick, and there's the competition tomorrow. One bite won't do you any harm. I bet you've never had it before. No, I haven't. It was expensive. But my mom gave me enough money to buy it for you. And I won't tell anyone that you had a little piece. I couldn't resist. The ice cream was delicious to look at and taste. We ate a huge portion together. I went home and told my mom that everything was fine now. The next day I woke up feeling strange. I had a sore throat. I was so upset, but I didn't tell my mom. We went to the competition where there were my classmates and teachers and fans. I was really worried. I tried not to talk to anyone. And as soon as it was my turn, my voice began to close. The judges brought me water, but it didn't help. My throat hurt like hell. I tried to start reading again, and then again. Finally, the judge told me that I could not participate and asked me to leave the stage. I went out of there in tears. My mother worriedly asked me what was wrong, and I told her that I had fallen sick. She began to comfort me. She didn't even scold me. She said she would run to the pharmacy and asked me to wait in the corridor. I sat down in a chair, and then Erica came up to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I faintly said. You know what they say. Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. What? What does that mean? You didn't realize that I gave you ice cream on purpose? I heard you talking to your mom and how it made your throat hurt. Did you do that on purpose? Well, you ate the ice cream on your own. I just suggested it. You! You! How could you? I'm the best, and you're not getting in first, okay? My mom came in with throat pills, and I angrily sucked up two and ran to the stage. I begged the judges to give me another chance, and with a huge pain in my throat, in my head, through my tears, I began to read loud and clear. The contest lasted 40 minutes. During that time, I took two more pills, 
but I made it to the end and won. I won first place and showed everyone, especially Erica, that I was still better than her. I took my trophy, my reader, my money, and walked out into the hallway past Erica, who was red with anger. My joy made me feel like I wasn't sick anymore. The anger gave me strength, but even better, she wouldn't come after me again from now on. Never again. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.